I kind of want to be like an AI handler. I think that would be a good job for me. I think that's kind of what people are saying about the AI. It's like, it's not going to replace us, but we need to like be the handlers. Yeah. It's, it's not going to replace us. It's just going to replace a large majority of us. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to replace us as much as it's going to replace what we do. Yeah. I'm trying to be a top dog. Uh, so if the robots are listening, I'm just, I'm, 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 I come in peace. And I'm here. Listen, I can replace most of my staff with with yeah. with, with with robots, and but you still need me. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, you need me. And then, like Kevin, like you said, you want to be a handler. Yeah, are that, you, is an AI bot gonna do what I do and talk on a mic? I don't think so. It's not. So to be honest, you're one of the safer jobs. Yeah. in a way, it's not gonna have these hot takes and make jokes. It can't make jokes. We can. I mean, it can. <laughs> Two, one. Kevin. What's up, buddy? Nothing much. How's it going? I feel like a real radio host there. Welcome to the 103.1 morning. <laughs> I mean, you do have a face for radio. <laughs> I mean, voice. <laughs> Boom. Coming yeah. at you hot today. Welcome to the show. Traffic is looking a little busy <laughs> on the 101. I mean... It's New York, dude. Traffic's yeah. tough every day. Yeah, I like on Uber they have congestion fees now. It's like, oh really? Fuck you! Like, I don't know. It makes sense. Like, I was when I picked up these sweatshirts for the studio. Yeah, from Soho to Greenpoint, it took okay. about an hour and some change Got in the car. It. And so, and I was, and it was only like forty bucks. And I was like, I was doing the mental math of what Lyft is taking, what this guy's hourly is, and I was like, damn, this sucks. So I, I gave him a fat tip, but oh, also... Oh, uh, that's nice. It was on the company. Yeah, it was on the company <laughs> card. Oh, that's so. nice, Kevin. <laughs> Holiday spirit. Um, beautiful thing. I think, you know, wh- having watched the Uber television show with, um, you know, on Showtime or whatever, it does bring into some of the practices, the morality of sort of what they do. I think it's... We've c- become accustomed to the fact that... So you call mm-hmm. an Uber from like the Upper West Side. Yeah. It knows you're in like a fancy neighborhood and therefore will charge you more to get to like Greenpoint or something. Like the other day I was in... Um, I, I was in like Tribeca or something and I tried to get a, a, an Uber and it was like 90 bucks to Oof. go like not very far. I was like, fuck you, Uber. You're, I know what you're doing here. I see right through it. But congestion fee is particularly hilarious to me just because it's like we live in New York. Like you could, yeah. s- there's, there's congestion. That's just yeah, what, that's just, what, that, it's that's just what it is. So it's, it just feels like a very arbitrary sort of like tack on price that they can just do. Yeah. If you want to miss the congestion, you got to be on the roads before 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I'm ever in a car taking an Uber anywhere, you could just charge a $7 congestion fee or whatever the Jeez, fuck it is. Seven uh, bucks? I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it was like, it was like four or five. The, the, the thing is, like, it's so random, too. They just make it up. So who cares? Um, Kevin, the end of the year is here. We are moving towards holiday season. I know. We got to record like three podcasts. Yeah. You're, I guess including this one before, yeah, in seven days. Whoa. We are technically recording one of those podcasts that we yeah. said we need to record. Isn't it crazy when yeah. we record the podcast? That's true. Yeah. The podcast. Um, yeah. We're going to try to stack some some po- some pods, um, some sods. And so that we don't leave you guys with too many weeks without Yeah, we don't want to leave you with too many, too much dead air. Yeah. So we'll see what we can do, but we'll 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 do our best, you know, no promises. But <clears throat> that's why we have the robots. The robots, the AI can record the podcast as Kevin and Alex. Do you know about 
There's a podcast called Dudesy. It's with Will Sasso, and it's like AI generated podcast. Is that real? Yeah, they. I, I just made that up. That's a real thing. I mean, well, like, shocked. it's like Will Sasso and somebody else. I don't some know other who dude. Will Sasso is. Um, he's he's the dude from like Mad TV. Um, he was like Stone Cold. He's like the bigger dude. He's really funny. Um, you, I think you'd recognize him if you saw him. I'm looking at his face. Don't recognize. You don't him. recognize him? No. Oh, he's great. He's yeah, a, he's a riot. Mm, a riot. <laughs> I guess he was in Mad TV from 1997 to 2002, what now is 20 plus years ago. Yeah, so. but I guess they let the AI um, generate topics and mm, um, kind of control them. More. Whoa. Uh, so the AI comes with the topics. So, Kevin, you can be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. He doesn't talk. The AI doesn't talk. No, the AI him. doesn't talk. Oh, that's good. AI voices always sound fucked up and weird. Yeah, so um, there's been so much talk about AI. We talked about the sort of like... Um, the selfies, the computer-generated selfies that were going crazy last week. Lanza, uh, Prisma, Ligma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Figma. You get the plug-in to Lenza, and then you make the selfies, and they just steal it from some illustrator yeah. from you know God knows where, and they just make you look amazing. That's the thing. Everyone looks so hot, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you ever see anyone where anyone looks ugly? Yeah, I've seen some. No. Yeah, no. I, yeah. they. It, I've seen some pretty... Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty bad ones. Yeah, we didn't do but it, but they're kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. So one of the, one of the things that I saw this week that was uh, that was um, the, the, we've moved on to chatbot, which is I guess was always kind of as yeah. has been a thing, but like chatbots kind of front and center. Which is um, New York Times said it was like the best artificial intelligence chatbot ever released to the public. And so at our holiday party, which was a raging success, um, Joe, our motion designer, was talking to me about sort of like what he's been doing with it, and it's just like can write code and it can do all sorts of crazy things um so we're all fucked um general uh point of view from the podcast is uh start looking for new gigs i'm just kidding um don't do that it's gonna be all right but um one of the things that i saw was that um someone asked it to write a branding rap so a rap about branding in the style of eminem do you want me to you want me to queue up the Eminem type beat right uh, now, Alex. Please don't. I, 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 if if you do, then you have to read it. Um, I'm well, gonna my, read it. I'm gonna. Well, you know how you know how YouTube works on a phone. I can't be doing anything else if I'm playing the beat. I don't yeah. want a beat. Please don't put on a beat. Oh, oh, one. Turn me up on my headphones. Hmm. I thought you said you didn't want to be up. I'm the king of the branding game. Oh, Ain't no one who can do it like me. I create a unique identity for every product and company. <laughs> that's real. That's that was the, good. That's the first line. I'm a master of perception. I make sure you get the right impression. I build your reputation that sets you apart from the competition. That doesn't even fucking rhyme, you bad. It's fucking. a slant rhyme. Yeah. I mean, I guess Eminem would be. Yeah, what I say? I'm a genius logo. <laughs> Everyone knows I will know. I mean, <laughs> come on. I'm the genius behind the Come logo. Come on, let's see. Eminem voice. <laughs> I make sure it's memorable. Leaves the lasting impending like a photo. <laughs> I'm the mastermind of marketing. I make sure your message is appealing. I spread the word through channels and make sure you're always revealing. I'm the voice of your brand, the one that always stands. I make sure you stand out, take the lead in the branding bout. What? If you want to succeed in this world of constant greed, come to me, the branding pearl. Make sure you never go. Unnoticed or appreciated, I'll make sure you're elevated to the top of the game where your brand will always reign. 
Wow. That's truly, <laughs> I don't know what's worse, like the rap or the prompt. Because that's the key with the robot. Someone needs to prompt them. I thought the rap was pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I mean, not from, like a, game. not from like a critical rap enthusiast, <laughs> more, more like a uh, casual observer of funny memes and shitty AI I mean, I writing. Guess, I guess that is impressive, right? If you're like, as a copywriter, Kevin, yeah. you're like, give me a poem about tequila. Yeah. Just say, just say you wanted to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and you could, you could get, you know, um, I'm the king of the branding game. Ain't no one who could do it like me. I create a, I create a unique identity for every product and company. It's not. It's. <laughs> I mean, those are bars. Those are bars. Um, real recognized, real. Those yeah. are those are bars. A robot wrote that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's 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 that's. It's, it's no. Uh, it's an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It does not exactly in the style of Eminem. I mean, it's not not. I think if you were to read it in his fast voice. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, there you go. You can't replace Eminem with you AI. You can't replace Eminem with AI. <laughs> um but Eminem's in a hot uh is in some 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 legal beef this week. Did you see that? I did. Um people are suing Board Ape Yacht Club, which is Yuga Labs, I believe is the name of the holding company. So remember Kevin like last I guess it was this year, right? This year? Yeah. When like every celebrity under the sun was like, basically had a board ape yacht club NFT as their icon. Yeah, it was with awesome. their avatar. Those those ruled what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first and foremost, I think the whole ship just completely sank. Right. I think NFTs are done. Right. Are we? I don't. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard about them in a minute. NFTs are dead. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't count them out. Yeah. Oh, you think people are gonna start? Like right now, if you try to buy an what, NFT, I think the NFT pump and dump is done. I think long term, like Web three applications of NFTs are gonna continue on and like transform. I think this is just like the first wave that like yeah. people got shitty and like took advantage of people who didn't really know anything about anything. But are people so. still buying these things? Like, yeah, what? dude, they're like pennies on the dollar right now. It's, yeah, so I guess it's a good time <laughs> to get in. I'm investing all of my money into nfts right now yeah well so it turns out that all those celebrities that had those you know board ape yacht club um avatars and mm -hmm. sort of were celebrating their sort of purchases none of them were paid for that's crazy so the list is justin bieber snoop dogg steph curry kevin hart madonna serena williams post malone weekend gwyneth paltrow jimmy fallon and paris hilton so all those people have been named in this lawsuit i don't know if again this is just you know hearsay to a certain extent but um the, the claim is that um, every single one of those people were given NFTs for free and they didn't disclose to the public that that was the case. I mean, it's pretty, pretty, pretty shady because I definitely think the truth is they definitely drove the prices up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. A thousand percent. And it did become like one of the most sought after things in, 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 in sort of collectibles. Just generally people were spending fucking like hundreds of thousands of dollars on NFTs. And I think the truth is celebrities are influential. Hugely. Uh, Jimmy Fallon monkey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have all those people that I think should have to be blamed here. I think Jimmy Fallon yeah, should Put be, Jimmy Fallon in jail. Yeah, put him in jail <laughs> um, for just laughing at people's just <laughs> Whenever he has a fucking interview on late night, it's just like, no one is faker than Jimmy Fallon. I can't even watch his interviews ever. Yeah. Like, it just, he is so cringy. And it just makes me so uncomfortable that I just, 
I, yeah, if I'm on YouTube and I'm clicking around and there's, you know, someone that I like on his show, I can't even watch it. I'll be like, yeah. I wonder, hopefully they did, you know, Kimmel or yeah. Myers or something. Because <laughs> <clears throat> it's just so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so truly awful. He wants to be cool so bad. But he does, I, hope he, yeah. I hope he gets his pantsuit off of him. Not that it will really even matter because he's probably like yeah. hella rich. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. But like. He might all- be the, one of the least wealthy people on that list though. I wonder how much he gets paid to do the Tonight Show. I bet he's yeah, he probably, well he probably loaded. Um, I think this is my official stance, and this is just this comes from uh, a tweet that I saw. So I'll give the person credit. Fuck Quiggle is the Twitter name. Well, hopefully that's not problematic. Hopefully, yeah. Um, so uh, again, this is not a tweet that has a lot of uh, uh, <laughs> likes or retweets or anything, but I do stand. Um, I, I do. I this is my official take. And the tweet reads, just so I'm clear, you knowingly and enthusiastically spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a mere screenshot of a cartoon to which you don't even own the rights. And now you're calling shenanigans. Case the best. <laughs> like, I think if you spent more than a thousand dollars on a picture, yeah. a JPEG of a cartoon ape, and you didn't think there was, you know, sort of volatility or you didn't think that you were potentially should be concerned Mm -hmm. then that's on you dog yeah i agree i i would approach this situation in a similar manner um you know i think this is kind of a little bit like darwinism if you if you got got you got got like i mean sorry you bought a fucking picture of a monkey um with (laughs) that had like extremely yeah it had really racist you know (laughs) backstory to it um yeah that's kind of on you and agree as much as i want to take money from celebrities i just and Jimmy Fallon in yes. particular. Yeah. I don't know. I think that you may have gotten God a little bit and yeah. mm-hmm. just maybe don't be such a fucking idiot. I think it's safe to say that if any celebrity is talking about anything brand yeah. or product related, there's a pretty strong chance that they are paid to do so. It's maybe even a better chance that the product or service or whatever the fuck they're talking about is yeah. just complete dog shit. I think this is going to start a new potential wave of celebrities being a little bit more mindful of what money they take. I think, mm-hmm. I, again, I don't think that they're just taking projects willy nilly, but like the FTX thing with like Tom Brady and Steph Curry and like all these people, like I do think you got to be a little bit more mindful of the the brands and the businesses yeah. that you associate yourself with because it does make those people look particularly bad. Yeah. Like all these people on this list, I do think are probably, you know, I, I think they, they, they might, Think about how they endorse things moving forward. Yeah, I think they, all celebrities should. They got to get better business managers. That's true. They yeah. got to get people who are like willing to vet companies and not just throw their client's name on everything, which is probably exactly what happened. Like, you think Jimmy Fallon knows what the fucking NFT is? Yeah. No, he doesn't. No, and I think uh, uh, Kim Kardashian was sued kind of about some of these things where she was um, she had to pay a million dollars for uh, a cryptocurrency that she was promoting, but she didn't say it. She like she. Mm-hmm. I think the key is like you have to disclose these things, and I think yeah. um, if you're promoting something and you're standing to benefit from it in any way, shape, or form, like th- you have to let people know. And I think they're starting to crack down on that in you know in ways that you can't just like run around and be promoting things. And people are, they're being deceived. Yeah. Speaking of promotions, this yeah. this podcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Die Line. Oh, the best <laughs> packaging and resource in the world. Uh, Word submissions open 
Um, they do the thing where there's like tiered pricing as you get closer to the deadline. If so, you're listening to this, you missed the early bird. Ah, uh, you list, you missed it. But like, get out there, get get in the game and uh, submit your awards. And before you have to pay, just throwing money away is going to happen to you. And guess what? Yeah, don't be like Alex. Don't be like me. <laughs> Because, yeah, it's the end of the year. You're kind of crazy. There's a lot of things going on. You're trying to make all your clients happy right before the holiday break so we can all go away and spend some time um, without uh, design and computers and uh, chatbots and things. Um, But, you know, maybe take a little bit of time and think about the awards that you want to win. The the big D. Yeah, the the greatest design trophy in in, in packaging. Get, Get it. Definitely. Um, put your award submissions in yeah, there. Yeah, go get that big D. Get that big D, the one you've always wanted. Um, Kevin, there's a um, thing that's also been circulating on Twitter that I love, which is the fastest growing brands of 2022 <laughs> coming from a company called Morning Consult. Um, it is a special report, and the reason why I know that is because it says special report on the front. It's very special. And uh, I've seen this getting a little bit of love on the internet, and I think it's ripe for us to talk about. Yeah, I mean, this is a branding podcast. Right? Yeah, so we're talking about brands. Um, and this uh, company is um, sort of basically tracking how fast brands are growing and with what um, consumer segments they're growing with. And they kind of uh, do a whole bunch of research and, um, and and come back with their findings. Well, I don't know if I'd say a whole bunch of research. Uh, they, they asked uh, groups of consumers in mm. January mm. what brands they're considering purchasing from oh not even if they bought anything mm. just the idea of buying something <laughs> from this brand oh, they asked them in january and then they asked them again in october wow we, we call that purchase intent kevin um which is uh when you're thinking about buying something but yeah again we're gonna remove all the sort of facts and the um the research and the sort of credentials of this and we'll just get right into the data right absolutely yeah because that's what we are we're a podcast that just you know skips over the fine print and gets right to us so i think one of the things that's shocking is the companies that are on this list and how um how how unexpected they are so uh, we don't have time to go into every single one of these lists, but for the fastest growing brands in the U in the U.S. for all adults, um, here's the list: Meta One, Crocs Two, Beats Three, Stoke Coffee Four, Milwaukee's Best Five, Zell Six, Internet, Milwaukee's Power Tools. Oh, Milwaukee Power Tools. That looks a lot like Milwaukee beer. It just says Milwaukee. Okay. It doesn't look anything like Milwaukee's best. Uh, I guess I'm wrong there. <laughs> Adobe. And then um, number eight, Great Value Cream Cheese. Number nine, Gatorade Fit. Not just Gatorade, but Gatorade Fit. 10, Office Depot. 11, Shabani. 12, T-Mobile. 13, Celsius. 4, Google Sheets. Not Google, but just Google Sheets. 15, Major League Baseball. 16, <laughs> Chabani again. Um, 11, just, just the entire brand. Yeah, 11 was the yogurt, yeah. <laughs> and 16 is the entire brand. 17, haagen 18, Frito-Lay, 19, Boost Mobile, and coming in at number 20, 4 Loco. 4 Loco, baby. Let's go. So things that pop out to me, one, great value cream cheese, fastest growing brand. Yeah. Some of these are kind of confusing because it's yeah. like, are they talking about great value? It's a Walmart brand, I believe. Okay. Or are they talking about great value cream cheese specifically? I think they're talking about cream cheese. That's one of the things that's tricky and confusing about this list. And again, they have this for Gen Z. We have this for millennials. We have this for Gen Xers. And they're all insane. But like the, the specificity of some of these products is hilarious to me. Number 16 fastest growing brand for, for millennials, AirPods. 
Yeah. That's just a brand. Well, hold up. Let's uh, let's go back to the adult one first. Okay. What are consumers considering purchasing from Meta? Like, what? What what do they? What does Meta sell? I I guess just ads, really. Yeah. But Crocs is a sick pick. Love Crocs. (laughs) It's a big year. Long time coming. One of the big takeaways. Yeah. It's Crocs' moment, which I think is fair. Like, I do feel like Crocs. This is the last like. The last two years, like Crocs, have oh, been exploded on the exploding, scene. Yeah, I'm an early adopter. Yeah, you are. Yeah, um, the, a good joke I saw on Twitter was uh, people touting that MLB was one of the fastest growing uh, brands around, and there were clapbacks saying, "Oh yeah, just seven spots below Great Value Cream Cheese." <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, I think it's confusing and strange to see Major League Baseball on any list, considering I, I got to admit that baseball is the least healthy of all the major american sports right like yeah yeah basketball football hockey what's well, like soccer even like i feel like it's always a good idea to go to a baseball game it's like oh yeah i would i want to go to a baseball game yeah no it's i great, would love but to i don't go, think i would love brand, to go to a baseball game the brand isn't healthy and, is and especially when they asked him again in october they're like oh yeah i would i want to go to a baseball game there's a little <laughs> recency bias here yeah um, I also like how just Google Sheets is there randomly. Like Google Sheets is actually on the one for Gen Zs, which also has um, uh, Grand Theft Auto <laughs> and uh, Ghost Protein Powder and um, Hinge, which makes sense. Um, Marathon Oil coming in at number 16 for Gen yeah, Z. Yeah. Bank of America <laughs> is one of Gen Z's fa- fastest growing brands. Yeah, number 20 is UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> This list is insane. <laughs> what the fuck? Also, Stoke Coffee seems to be crushing it. So shout out to them. It's a good name. It's a good name. Good name. Um, DiGiorno Pizzos, Pizza, number three, the fastest growing brands with millennials, DiGiorno. I'm going to be totally real with you, Kevin. I had a DiGiorno Pizza. Was like, it good? A week ago. It kind of slapped. I'm not I mad. Mean, I wasn't mad at it. I got a soft spot in my heart for yeah. frozen pizza. Yeah. It wasn't bad. One of the things I like about this list also millennials, Kevin, um, if you read, um, if you, you just want to like take away a story here from the fastest growing brands of millennials, you got coffee, you got Gatorade, you got frozen pizza, you got power tools, you got oil, um, and you got energy drinks. So what, and craft barbecue sauce. So what's going on with the and light beer and light beer. What's going on with my people? We're getting old. We're building things. And, uh, we, uh, just want to make a pizza. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, Magnum ice cream. I've been actually eating a, a decent amount of Magnum ice cream. As they're well. at, they're as looking sick. I don't know. They, and those pops, isn't it, isn't it like healthy? Yeah. Those Magnum pops. If you aren't fucking around with those Magnum pops, I highly get, get involved. Those things oh, yeah. are fire. Those AirPods, are- my fa- yeah, everyone loves AirPods. Fuck. AirPods are probably my favorite product that I've purchased in the last like five good, years. It's a good brand. Yeah, and uh, going on to Gen X, also Excel. Excel oh, is Excel. on Excel's on the millennial list. Yeah, and- not Google Sheets. Fuck out of here with that Google Sheets <laughs> bullshit. Give yeah, me, give me the raw Excel. Um, Kevin, the number one fastest growing brand for Gen Xers. What do you think it is? Apple. Well, I'm, I'm looking at it right Doritos, now. Doritos. <laughs> um, Three Musketeers, California Pizza Kitchen, Louis Vuitton. Those are all on the list, but the number one, Sheen. <laughs> Sheen? I guess Sheen, I guess are Sheen buying products for other people or like fast I mean, fashion? That shit. Gen Z isn't the fast fashion? Gen X. Oh, sorry, Gen X. Yeah, that's why it's so confusing. Gen X? Well, it sounds like Gen X is fucking broke. They got Sheen, <laughs> they got Boost, Boost Mobile, Mobile, Doritos, um, Krispy Kreme, they got fucking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they got yeah, Miller yeah. High Life. Three Musketeers. They must have asked some fucking broke Gen Xers. It's <laughs> crazy. Baby boomers love T-Mobile, which is again crazy. <laughs> yeah. Value cream cheese. Baby, this- baby, I can speak from mm-hmm. firsthand experience. Baby boomers love 
great value cream cheese. They do? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Dude, Philadelphia is expensive. I never heard of great value cream cheese, but here it is all dominating these lists. Oh, YouTube Shorts is doing good with the baby boomers. (laughs) How is that even possible? What baby boomers watching YouTube Shorts? Bisquick. Bisquick, I feel like is kind of a staple in baby boomer culture. Like, I know my grandma who... Like was pre baby who birthed a baby boomer. Yeah, um, she was really into Bisquick. Damn, she's making those pancakes. Oh yeah, she was. I mean, she's mm. dead now. But oh, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you hate to hear. It. You hate to see it. Um, yeah, this is an insane list, and we could talk about it for for hours and hours and hours. Go take a look. It's yeah, some of the brands that are here are just you just yeah, you kind of just you know kind of have to. It's a head scratcher. Yeah, it's a head scratcher. Yeah. I want to look. I need to look into like. I want to know like the more specifics of yeah. their research um, process and like they go into a little bit about their methodology, but it's not really all that much. It doesn't seem that thorough to yeah. be honest. I would, I would love to hear an entire podcast on their methodology because yeah. yeah. it, it intrigues me and just because the results are kind of head scratching. Yeah. It's not going to be me. I'm not, uh, I, I'm not, uh, this is, this is the end of the road for me in this research, but I will say shout out to Crocs, shout out to Zell. Shout out to Google Sheets, big, yeah. big, big brands big, on the a lot of growth come up. Yeah, a lot of growth for Meta this year, even though they laid off like thirty percent of their employees. So but, uh, purchase intent is high. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out to Chibani because uh, you know, grid design. a twofer. Yeah. Um, speaking of design, uh, Kevin, one of my favorite things that came out this uh, year in the last month, we're a little late on it, is uh, the good people over at Porter Russia put out a an inquiry into what good design mm-hmm. is. Um, it's a report, I guess would be the right way to describe it. I'd say it's more like a, the current state of design. It's a digital report and also a physical experience that there was a sort of like exhibit for it in the city. Um, and it sort of unravels and sort of looks at, yeah, I guess the state of design. Um, and it's called Design Threads. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend, uh, recommend checking a look through it because you know, I think a lot of design reports and, um, you know, specifically um, <laughs> the one we just were looking through are particularly um, boring or bland. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of like you're just looking um, at them to make fun of them. And I think this one is like really well designed and very thoughtful and as very well. thoughtful. And I think the design community at large uh, will and does appreciate this. And I think it's really important to ask some of these big questions like, you know, kind of what is good design and um, what does inclusivity mean to design and where does design go from here? And again, you know, we were laughing a little bit about the robots and kind of like, you know, kind of uh, how the design world is a little bit in an interesting spot right now. And I think, um, you know, kind of elevating the conversation away from just like what typefaces are popular or things like that, I think are are, are really, um, you know, there's a lot of feels in mm-hmm. the design community. And I yeah. think... You know, I, I and I, I admire uh, Puerto Russia for kind of taking some time and really kind of putting some a lot of uh, effort. Yeah, in, no, this is sick into some uh, the writing and the research and even the design of all of it to um, kind of make it what it is. And I think that particularly for me, as someone who uh, judges books by their cover, <laughs> uh, clearly, um, it is a fun. It's a fun. It's a fun uh, experience to go through this content, and so. Um, I'm all for using design in that way to make people care about things that maybe they vaguely care about or do care about a little bit. But I think they've done a really great job of kind of, uh, you know, uh, really um, asking the question, what is good design and sort of who gets to care and like what are what what are the issues that are are, are coming our way? One of my favorite parts of this um, whole um, uh, whole uh, report is is that it, it, it is has a bit of interactivity. 
mm-hmm. and I think that's particularly fun. And one of the my my favorite parts of this uh, piece is called Tyranny of Taste, um, and you basically can click and refresh it, and it changes basically um, the imagery and the typography and the design style of that uh, phrase. Yeah, and so puts it, it in all these different sort of uh, aesthetics. Yeah, so it's running through a lot of uh, aesthetics that are, you know, pretty known to certain designers or certain design studios or even certain design podcasts. Yes. Yeah, you 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 can tell um, the design mood boards at which some of these uh, these sort of posters come from. And uh, I'll be honest, we've used a couple of them in our in our in our live. Um, one of them uses a typeface called Scrappa that I've used uh, on many projects and have never actually um, gotten into the world. And one of them looks exactly like front and center. I don't or, I don't want to make this about us, but like you no, know, it's not it's, about it's us. pretty flattering that you know oh. you know. And the the subhead is what is good design and who gets to decide. I guess that's all. That's Certainly all. not me. Yeah. I would say I don't know what good design is and I do not get to decide. Well, you have the number one design podcast coming, so I guess in some ways you do get to decide. Um, but I do think it's one, it's particularly fun and you know, we're talking about in the studio how like all these styles are near and dear to our hearts as a design studio that, you know, kind of has used some of these styles and um, what is good design? And uh I particularly love the stretch type, um, you know, <laughs> fucked up design aesthetic of our podcast. And it's nice to see that we're being recognized, Kevin. It's is not that, about I us. I think that's our exact, like, mm-hmm, let me look mm-hmm. at the art right it's now. I think us. it's our exact. Uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah, it's I like our, to, it's kind of our exact lockup. I like to see it that way. And uh, Kevin, so we're going to move on here because we got um, some more stuff to cover and uh, it is holiday season, so we got a, we got some holiday stories coming in. Not as many as uh, you would think, but um, the first one comes from our friends at Liquid Death. Um, we should probably tell people that we are uh, they're a client of ours, and we support yeah, so we them. don't get sued. We don't get sued by people. We're promoting Liquid Death without uh, disclosing <laughs> yeah. that we uh, have a financial relationship with them. But they're they're just the hottest brand in the world, and um, I think the fastest growing brands. Like that's how you know that that list is kind of bullshit because I think Liquid yeah. Death is by far the most beloved brand across like young people, millennials, like so many lists. And well, it's not didn't make a, an appearance on maybe a people just one of those lists. maybe people aren't just aren't considering purchasing Liquid Death. Maybe they're already doing it. Well, on some I saw a list that was the top social media followers across all platforms in beverage. It was. Number one, Red Bull. Number two, Budweiser. Number three, Liquid Death. Damn, good for them. Got there pretty quick, too. Uh, yeah, in like three or four years, they've grown their audience to be at that level. And those companies are in the 50 to $100 billion companies or you know some some ridiculous number. So hmm. um, shout out to Liquid Death, the team over there. Like th- That's, that's right, rare. Uh, enough. We don't need to give them any more flowers. Rarefied air. Um, they came out with uh, wrapping paper. It's got illustrations of, of, of decapitated heads on it. Portion of the profits go to the Elf Rescue Foundation that helps <laughs> save elves from horrible sweatshop conditions in the North Pole. That's great. That's we love perfect. that. Yeah, brilliant. Save the elves. Save the fucking elves. And so, yeah, the illustrator is uh, Will Carsolo. I think he does a lot of the Liquid Death illustration yeah, stuff. He he's, did the, he's a legend. He's a legend and has done the, does like the Murder Head Death Club stuff. And he just is like the official illustrator of Liquid Death. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's great. This is nice for me. I might, I might even fuck around and buy, buy this. I, I've never, I've never purchased wrapping paper in my life before, Whoa. but I'm, I may buy this and wrap some of my, uh, my family's Christmas presents in wow. this paper. Wow, Kevin. Uh, that's what we call purchase intent. Yeah. Um, Am I going to do it? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Am I actually going to purchase? 
he's, he's no, got, but I'm I'm considering it, ladies and gentlemen. That he's got intent. Yeah, um, this this brand is growing pretty. You know, which one? <laughs> Liquid Death. It's it's a lot of growth in this podcast. Yeah, no, it's huge. If you would have asked me ten minutes ago if I was considering purchasing, I'd say no. But right now, now right now, yes, that's one hundred percent growth, dude. Wow, boom, uh, Kevin, uh, naughty or nice. I know what you're answering. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, what about you? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's nice. I mean, I think branded... Um, I think branded uh, wrapping paper is sweet. Um, I think you kind of have to buy something from the brand in it. But I do think Liquid Death, not to make this an ad for Liquid Death, they have some pretty sweet merch. So I think if you're buying someone a Liquid Death hoodie or t-shirt or you know something like that, then wrapping it in that gift pepper, or even if you're buying them something completely different. You need what you need wrapping paper, right? So why yeah. not? And it's funny. Do it with a good cause and have some decapitated heads on it. Yeah, make make it cool. So no head. What? <laughs> no, they have their only heads. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin, ugly sweater season is here, and it does seem like every single brand underneath uh, the tree is putting a ugly sweater. Um, branded ugly Christmas sweaters. Um, so I mean, I guess this is good in the fact that like. If you love a brand, say you're obsessed with Whataburger or you're obsessed with um, the the planters. If you've got a planters person in your life. Yeah, you like those? You then, um, I love nuts. I, nice. lo- I love nuts. Um, yeah, and you can buy them an ugly fucking sweater. And so um, we maybe we'll put all these in on Instagram. We got um, ugly sweaters from Heinz, from Slurpee, from Planters, from Ruffles, Cheetos, Whataburger, Bush Light, Miller Light. Kevin, any of these uh, sparking your fancy? Absolutely not. What? Christmas sweaters are done. Ugly Christmas sweaters are over. We said it last year. Mm. Um, maybe this is tyranny of taste. I was going to um, say. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking in my head, too. But I think... We can all agree that what is good design. No, yeah, this is not good design. This sucks. Yeah, this nobody needs ugly Christmas sweaters for brand. Um, Ugly Christmas sweaters are on the naughty list. Yeah, unless like especially like the newly manufactured ugly Christmas sweaters. If you got an OG that was like unintentionally ugly, rock it. That's sick. Good for you. Like that's a good sweater. But if you come, if you come and you're like, you know. It's like a laser printed fake knit fucking planters sweater. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, I think these sweaters are are objectively and uh, disgusting looking. And I, I think that's the point. But I guess if I'm, listen, as an environmentalist, I'm going to say don't buy a shitty made, poorly constructed, ugly sweater, wear it once and like throw it in the garbage. Like I feel like that's pretty bad for the planet and pretty fucked up. And, yeah. These brands should be held accountable, and uh, dare I say, um, a class action lawsuit should be yeah. brought against all of these companies Absolutely. for harming the planet. Yeah, it's seedy. Yeah, it's seedy. Definitely seedy. Um, Kevin. Um, so stop. So stop. Yeah, Naughty just, list. Just, yeah, stop making ugly sweaters with your brand on it. What, are you going to sell 100 of these? Like, no one wants a Slurpee sweater. Like, and if, listen, and here's the thing. If you're going to make an ugly sweater, at least make it all over print. Like, let's, let's do that. Let's, sure. you know what I mean? Like, if you're sure. going to do it, like, at least f- 
have to go through the fucking manufacturing and the logistics of making a sweater that is sort of an actual ugly sweater. If you make an ugly sweater that only has a printing area on the front and it's like 11 by 17, then then you should be murdered. Death. <laughs> death. Death. Jeez, death that's a hot take. For hurting the environment. Sounds like, be- sounds like you're going to be on the naughty list. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, uh, speaking of the environment, Cove finally launched. Do you know what Cove is? I do know what Cove is. It's been on every single one of our mood boards since 2019. Oh, damn, Kevin, you're giving away our fucking secrets around here. How dare you? So Cove is um, a a really well-designed idea, really. It's an idea that, you know, kind of plastic bottles should be dead and that there should be a new plastic uh, alternative that uh, is sort of made from what they call like a bioplastic and that fully degrades and is compostable. Mm-hmm. I think this has been a, um, you know, there's a lot of people trying to create fully compostable bottles. I think Cove came out hot like three, four years ago with sort mm-hmm. of an identity system that was really beautiful and some gorgeous art direction. I believe it was done by Some Days, which is an agency that um, does really great work. So, um, yeah, they, they did a good job of getting the enthusiasm and the excitement around sort of this idea and this innovation and this technology, but never launched, um, never really kind of came out with anything other than like, it's coming. Yeah. And I think at some point it became a little bit of a joke, like not a huge joke, but just like in our studio, we're like, is Cove ever going to come out? You know, I recognize that that's a hard, it's a hard thing to scale production of a bio, um, for sure, degradable bottle. And I recognize that you know, that's the challenge we're in right now with, um, you know, sustainability. It's like these things aren't easy to do. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a chicken and egg thing too, where it's like, you got to build some buzz to get some money to fund the research to get to your end goal and sourcing, sourcing and even like making those materials, like probably pretty tough. I, you know, I don't, I don't know shit. I'm a dumb idiot and I would, I don't do material innovation. It seems hard. It's a. It seems hard, but also like they know that like to get people to care, they needed to have a visual identity that was aspirational, and sort of that did create momentum towards sort of having a sort of like a, an aesthetic and a design that you don't typically see in like yeah. environmentally sort of like innovative materials. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a very smart um, strategy of like how to go to market that way. And so this is kind of the latest thing that they're doing, which is actually having their own brand. Yeah, where they basically now are having Cove bottles that you can buy for two ninety nine, I believe, at Erewhon, and Erewhon is known as everyone knows is like the number one place for innovation in the beverage space. Yeah, that's where you go. That's where you go. You can see many of our brands there, and uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be producing what it looks like um, twenty min- million bottles. And Damn, that's so awesome. I guess the goal is that startups and other companies will eventually start replacing some loose plastic, and then you know, kind of use the technology. So the goal is to sort of, um, yeah, it's it's to get people to first be aware of Cove, which I think is they're doing a great job of. And then also I think they are trying to get other companies, um, big companies that are using single-use plastic mm-hmm. to sort of use the Cove bottle. And I think all this is working for me. It's really cool. Like I do, like I actually love the minimalist aesthetic of the Cove bottle. They've done some incredible packaging here. They've done some really cool video stuff of literally showing the bottle, um, composting in real time. Oh yeah, that or stuff not is so time, strong. Like, yes, yeah, so like a, a, a sped time-lapse video of it, of actually breaking down so you could see it. And, you know, again, like as someone who talks about this quite a bit, it's like, 
our job as designers is often to just make people care and be, pay attention to uh, things that are happening that are important. And, um, you know, sometimes um, that's that's our biggest strength as, 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 as a branding company is to get people to be aware and to pay attention and mm-hmm. to um, make some noise. And I think Cove has done a really good job of this. And it's cool to see it actually physically available and in stores and in people's hands. And I think it also looks really cool having nothing to do with the, the like the innovation and all that. Like, yeah, I do. I saw someone take a picture of it in their car and it was just like, it's an all white bottle and it just has pretty, you know, it has a, a great sort of uh, logo and it's just, it's, it's pretty sick. Yeah. They say a maximum of five years for the bottle to be broken down. Uh, just like, you know, regular, probably regular landfill. That's then, pretty good. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, I think plastic is like, it never goes away. No. And then uh, uh, they said one month in industrial compost, which is fucking crazy. That's wild. So. Yeah. So, and this is the first time a completely natural alternative to single use plastic is sold in stores. So let's go. Futures now. Yeah. Futures now. And like also like get involved. And if you are working with beverage brands, like, you know, reach out to them. And I imagine they are, you know, uh, that's what they're, they're looking to do. It's a, I see this as kind of like a demonstration, if yeah. you will, of like what it can do and that it is here. And so shout out to Cove, shout out to Some Days, and shout out to anyone who's been working on this project for a long time because these things take time. And I think um, instead of making fun of it, like maybe we have been like, you know, when's Cove going to drop? I don't you think know? we've been making fun of it. I think no, we, I we've just been saying... Is Wait. this is this thing real? Have we been bamboozled? Yeah, I think we've just been like, you no, know. It's just like you know, a little poking fun. Yeah, it's like jest. It's like we were waiting for that new album to come yeah. out. And it's like, it's it's just, it wasn't coming. It's like, here it is. Cove is like the Frank Ocean of uh, beverage <sighs> brands. Kevin, what a take. What a, what a fucking beautiful, mwah. Yeah, it looks great aesthetically you know they're here now and like fuck yeah let's go yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna be buying all of my single-use water bottles from them honestly if i lived in la i this is the type of dude i am i'd go to that erwan i pick up a bottle i post on my instagram oh yeah i would totally be doing that and if i can get one of these in new york i will you should make a special trip out there just to do it just to get a cove bottle yeah yeah Get, get like a it like has a, that. It has that. Uh, the, the the juice. Yeah, flying in the morning. Yep. Get a cove bottle. Get a cove bottle. Um, and then get the fuck out of there. Let's see if I can order it first before I uh, get a book. My yeah. Book. See if you can do it after the pod. Yeah. Let me see that. Okay. Um. Last story of the day, Kevin. Speaking of the environment and speaking of plants, Philadelphia cream cheese. Um. Uh, we talked about them like two weeks on the pod, or was that last week? Yeah. Everything Who is cake tell? or something. Cheesecake. Every, yeah. Cheesecake. Cream cheese. They're launching a plant-based spreadable cream cheese. Kevin, are you uh, are you excited? This is a big moment. I, in- I mean, me personally, I'm not gonna mm. like if I'm gonna have cream cheese, I'm gonna have cream cheese. Yeah. Um, and I, this isn't personally for me, which is you know fine. But I'm sure people are and have been waiting for this like for a while. I don't I don't think I've ever. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking, mm-hmm. but I don't really see like. Um, a plant-based cream cheese around or like, I don't know it off the top of my head, but again, I don't really look for it. So why, why would I, I think you bring up a good point, right? Like there's so many alternative milks. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a coffee shop, like getting regular milk is like, it's so you you know you get oats uh, oats soy when I say oat oat oats soy almonds pistachio like out. yeah yeah you can get a million <laughs> different milks right so it's cool so like you don't have to drink dairy and dairy hurts a lot of people's stomachs like it like oh, you know you got upset tummy as you get older your stomach can uh, <laughs> process cheese and dairy quite as well and so I think as someone who loves bagels 
mm-hmm. and uh, had 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 some uh, some bagels this weekend. I do think cream cheese is one of those top culprits for me. It's ice cream and cream cheese. Yeah. I think that yeah. are like he's a cream boy. Those things will fuck with me, and um, I do think that. You don't see a lot of it. You don't see a lot of uh, alternative dairy-free innovation in, in in cream cheese. Seeing it in ice cream, like you can get yeah. dairy-free ice cream. the The question I have about this: How much different does it taste? It's got to be pretty drastic. Um, I mean, cream cheese is one of those things where it's like it's a it's fucking heavy. Like yeah. it's heavy and rich, mm-hmm. and all of that animal fat in there is like delicious. It's the best shit on earth. Yeah, and to not have any of that. I'm guessing it's going to affect the taste negatively. That's what I would just go out on a limb and say. But I think for the people who are looking to replace it and have an alternative, I hope it I hope it satisfies their the taste needs that they have. This is it's one of those things in life and I've been saying this for years that like if we can get an alternative that doesn't feel like a sacrifice, mm-hmm. it would be a big breakthrough. Because I think the ice cream, I'm going to be honest with the ice cream alternatives. At this point, I'm not even fucking with them. Yeah. Because I think if I'm going to have ice cream, which I'm not going to have, I don't, I'm not a huge ice cream guy. Yeah. They're really not even that much better for you. Like, they're not. The that calories much. are. Yeah. It's either you have Halo Top and it's just like not good. Halo Top is dead, right? Like no one, no one, that whole business shut down. Right? I used to fuck around with Halo Top a little bit. Really? Yeah. Dude, that was the chalkiest, worst shit on the planet Earth. In well, when you're not eating. It tastes good when you're not eating that, like when you're cutting that shit out. Yeah, but does, doesn't like Van Leeuwen and Haagen Dazs and like all these brands, they have better options, right? Even like Oatly has. Like, I guess. I mean, it's it's Top. it's not better. Like it's like tastes th- somewhat Oatly's, closer to ice cream. Oatly's ice cream is like more calories than regular ice cream. I mean, I guess there's like calories, and then there's like yeah, it's like sugar, dairy, like you eat, and stuff. Yeah, you eat uh, you eat Halo Top because you're like concerned about sugar or something, like. Well, I don't know. I I had this. I when I was on keto, I fucked with this one ice cream brand called Rebel. Okay. And it was like, yeah. It was like full fucking. It was like heavy cream and yeah. like uh, erythritol and some Ooh, other shit. Yeah. And it actually it slapped for me back then. I don't know how it would taste now since I haven't been yeah. you know on my diet shit for yeah. you know a couple of years. But you're no longer in ketosis now. Yeah. Kite Hill makes a cream cheese that apparently um, I've I've seen a lot of places that mm-hmm. is a sort of dairy free um, sort of spreadable cream cheese. I'm gonna be honest, I've never tried any cream cheese that's you know. I guess I, I've I've had tofu cream cheese, but yeah. that's a different thing. Um, here's what I'll say: innovation is coming to every segment, and I think Philadelphia as a brand, yeah, good job, yeah, good job by you guys. I think the design of it looks pretty cool. And I'm excited to, I would like to try it. And uh, that's really as simple as that. I don't know if it's a big breakthrough of any great significance. It's not the Cove bottle, <laughs> but I do think it's particularly interesting. And I do think it's kind of cool to see. And I, I think the Philadelphia brand, it's one of the fastest growing brands in my heart um, here uh, on this podcast. Right, yeah. Kevin? Yeah. When are we going to get the great value plant-based cream cheese? Ooh, great value. Probably cream pretty soon, actually. I've never had great value cream cheese. Is that something that like... It's on, it was on a lot of those lists. It was one of the big winners. Dude, Philadelphia cream cheese is expensive. I guess That's like five dollars $5 a brick. Yeah. Great value is like probably two fifty. Yeah. I mean, I think there probably is a taste difference. I don't know. When I'm home for the holidays, I yeah. will yeah. I will do a little taste comparison for everybody. I agree. This is like we talk we talk about cream cheese like far too much on the podcast. It's, it's one important. of those things that's always in mom's, you know, fridge. 
It's yeah. like it's never in my fridge. Is it ever? Do you ever have cream cheese in your fridge? Like every once in a while, there's a, a block of cream cheese. Like yeah. specifically when I am cooking, having a like when I buy bagels. Yeah, that's the same thing for me. It's like if I get bagels, sometimes instead of getting like a bagel of cream cheese, I'll get like a half dozen bagels and like yeah. a couple things of cream cheese, and I'll eat it like over the course of a couple days, and it's great. But like. It's a very small window, not like... Yeah, you got to throw them in the freezer. In in my mom's house, there's cream cheese. That's a t- 365, you know, kind yeah. of a year thing in there. So I guess if we really want to get to the, the heart of the cream cheese matter, we got to go home. That's yeah, true. That's to our success. My mom's got like a couple... She's got like several bricks stacked up. She got them on sale. Totally. You know? Yeah. My mom's always got like, yeah, a couple different versions. Especially too. the holidays, you know? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you need it for baking and all that shit. So. Yeah, she'll get like a, a vegetable cream cheese will be in there, and maybe like a, nice. a whipped one, maybe a filled that. Like she's she's always uh, comes she comes uh, stacking, you know, yeah. with the cream cheese. Um, so that's the show. Um, you know, get, guys, holiday season is here. Oh, NBC changed their logo; they took off a stroke. Nice, sick, good Way job, to go, NBC. Way to nice job, minimalist design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of strokes. Strokes are, I mean, listen, strokes have been dead. Yeah, yeah. Simplify that shit. Um, stroke I, game irrelevant. Yeah. I also think it's nice. You can see the peacock a little bit better now that the stroke is gone, but who cares? Um, Kevin, it's been such a blast here today um, to see you and me mm-hmm. in this uh, very bizarre room that we record in our podcast in. Um, Kevin, we're going to, we're just going to press yep. stop and then start recording the next spot. Right? Play them out. Yep. Peace. I fucked my car up after running over a mattress on purpose, so it was time to get a new car. I traveled seven miles by foot to the nearest dealership and walked my white ass up to the counter and asked for their best deal. They took one look at me and knew that I was full of shit instantly, that I was not to be taken seriously as a customer. But it seemed they were still willing to hook me up, and I trusted them because the guys who worked there were all jocks like me. And if you were a nerd, then that's just something you'll never understand. They blindfolded me and drove me someplace for 20 minutes and told me to get the fuck out of the car. They coached me deep into a wooded area by jabbing me with a spike even though I was fine to just keep walking without the spike they took off my blindfold and I saw the worst car I could have possibly imagined it was all fucked up there were no windows smelled like sun. And it was covered in pictures of mutilated fetuses Because it was once used at abortion protests or something But other than all of that, it was pretty good The dealers made me sign some papers and cut off one of my ears And I was good to go I thrusted my feet through the floor of the vehicle And started her up by running my legs like Fred Flintstone It was instantly clear to me that I had been fooled Into purchasing a fucking caveman's car I was only on the road for ten seconds before getting all of that A very small man, wearing nothing but denim overalls Was trying to get my attention The car sucks and I'm going to kick your ass until you get a better one, he said Well, now I gotta pull over into this box This confirm it's a parking lot And get my head kicked by the sky, I guess Just then, it occurred to me that I had planned a romantic date In that very same parking lot Now, I know this sounds like one of the fun classic premises Like a wacky situation you would see in a sitcom But the actual events of that day were very sad I told the man to hurry up and kick my ass So I could lose the fight as quickly as possible I promised not to fight back He took that opportunity to punch the weakest part of my head The mouth, until we got bored and left But my teeth were fucked I had a big amount of blood Coming out of my jowls My wife asked what happened And I said shut the fuck up But there's no way She could understand The words I was saying In that state I slept